Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports and presented by Blue Wire. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders. We're ranting the world of news and topics we find interesting. Here we go again. Adam, let's go into those other topics. Uh, we're both in Los Angeles at the Super Bowl Sunday, Rams against Bengals. But to me, uh, and I hope this isn't the case, sometimes the game is the most anticlimactic thing of the week. You and I have spent the entire week on Radio Row. Uh, you've been in and out doing shows and interviewing people while you're also writing stories for the paper. Bring the people inside who are not on Radio Row and tell me uh, you know, how it's changed over the years or what it's like. Because when it gets to Wednesday or Thursday, this place gets pretty crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. And I think... It's a, it's a weird phenomenon, and I think a lot of times when we talk about media things and, you know, behind the scenes of our jobs, it's, it's fairly boring and mundane, and I think us as media get a little bit too caught up in it and talk a little bit too much about it sometimes. But I do think Radio Row is different in that it's a phenomenon that, you know, I, I do think people would be interested in, in that, you know, you hear, I mean, I'll, first of all, I'll start with the basic, that if you listen to a show anywhere in town, I mean, if you're in Vegas, if you're in LA, if you're in the Bay Area, wherever you listen to us from, I know we have some listeners in Germany. I think uh, we were talking about the other day. So um, wherever you are, you, you have your local radio show or your local sports show that you listen to, and even some you know morning shows and entertainment shows. And all of a sudden, in Super Bowl week, you're hearing all these like really good guests, like really interesting people that you never hear from, and they're doing interviews on your local radio, and you're like, wow, that's really cool, like you know that they got this guest. Well, what it is, is at Radio Row, and I think people have seen pictures and videos perhaps, but it's this massive room. I think there's, it's smaller than usual, but I think there's like 150 tables in here, different stations around the country, different outlets. Um, and there's not only these athletes, but actors and, you know, celebrities of all sorts walking around and they have a PR person, usually a handler with them. And many of them are sponsored by a certain company and they're just trying to get on as many big outlets as they can. And they'll come by and they'll say, Hey, you know, I've got, you know, whoever, Barry Sanders for you. Barry Sanders is here today, by the way. That, that's is Barry Sanders around today? Oh, yeah. I saw no. Troy Aikman, but I got very nervous. I had to look away. Sure. Uh, stay with me with Barry Sanders. So Barry Sanders is here. And you're like, hey, we've got Barry Sanders. Now, then all of a sudden, every single, you know, rinky-dink operation that's here, you know, no offense, but, you know, the the podcast from Albuquerque that somehow is here, uh, they're running around like, hey, wow. hey, Barry. Hey, Barry, come on the show. And he's like, no, I'm good. And that, that's why the handlers kind of decide, all right, we want this station. We don't want this station. We're going to skip this one. Um, and then they'll, they'll try to, you know, bar broker their way on. And then they have lesser guests that maybe are pitching a product or some, you know, some organization or something. And they'll be like, hey, I'll get you, you know, Troy Aikman later in the week. If you talk to this guy who, Jones, yeah. Yeah, who played in three games for the Chiefs in you know, 1974, and you're like, um, 
okay, I guess so. And everybody has their little sheets and they're filling them out. And they're like, all right, you're going to do this show at this time. And you're doing this show at this time. And they're walking around. And then all of a sudden you see some stations are keeping guys way too long. And it's throwing the schedules off. It is absolutely nuts, but it's, it's a really fascinating, you know, dynamic of what goes on here. And, um, you know, along the outside, you got the, the major outlets, the, you know, the networks, uh, the CBS, Fox, NFL network, uh, all the satellites. And, and then inside there's more, uh, regional stations and things like that. It's just, it's a really cool process of, of how it all goes down and why some of these big guests are on, on a station. And then all of a sudden you're hearing, wow, this is a cool interview with Barry Sanders. And then the, the host will say something like, well, Barry, why don't you tell us about why you're here today? And he'll be like, well, you know, this, uh, this new deodorant that's out on the market, like, uh, it, it caused you to lose weight. It's great. And you're like, wait, what? Where did, where did this come from? Like, what is this? And they're all pitching products and it's, it's, a, it's just a, it's a cool dynamic and, and it's nerdy and, and inside baseball a little bit. But I also think it's a really cool just place to be and, and just the, the running around. And then, you know, me being obnoxious was something I've done all week because I'm, I'm obviously here. Uh, on Radio Row, and we're kind of set up and, and trying to talk to people. But, you know, in between interviews, while guys are walking from one desk to another, uh, if there's like a Raider, like I, I talked to Max Crosby today for, for a couple minutes as he walked from one interview to another. Actually, he ran from one interview to another. Um, you know, Mike Haynes, former former Raider. Um, all these guys that are just kind of walking around and you get a little bit of insight from them. I, I know, uh, you, know, not, you know, I was going to say not to plug, but why not plug? We're here uh, with the Review Journal podcast. I, I did a story yesterday. I didn't really know what to write about. And I was looking around and I saw two former first round offensive linemen kind of just walking around. And I said, you know what? I'm going to ask them how they would block Aaron Donald. Like that would be interesting. And so I kind of ran them down and, you know, Aaron Taylor, uh, former, you know, former Notre Dame guy and in, in a, in a first round pick uh, on the offensive line. Uh, he had his thoughts of, of what he would do and how he would, how he'd kind of handle him. And, um, and, and then, you know, so a couple other guys as well. So I, I just, you know, I, I love that aspect of it, of just kind of getting random questions and throwing them in and, and the hustle. I mean, some of the young producers out here that are that are just really hustling and trying to they're trying their best to get, you know, great guests on is, is really fascinating to watch, too. Now, what did uh, we saw Icky Woods, the former UNLV player today? We had him sure. on and, uh, and had a nice interview with Icky. Was Icky pushing pork grind? He was. I didn't try yeah. him, did you? No, I saw the bag. I kept tossing the bag away. People kept giving me the bag. I kept tossing away. No offense, Icky Woods. I don't know what pork rinds are. I have never had them. I refuse to taste them. Um, I don't know if you've had them, but, you know, no offense to Icky, but he was pushing that. So that goes back to a lot of these guys are pushing a project. We had um, some great guests on this morning, um, an offshoot of the Wounded Warrior Project. Bob Golick's working with them. I was so bummed with Bob Golick, not because of Bob, but the one question I wanted to ask him, and you can tell me why, is he was on – Saved by the Bell college years. Sure. And he was the um, – He was the resident – He was the uh, – He ran the dorm. Yeah. He ran the dorm for the college kids on, on Saved by the Bell. You're a Saved by the Bell guy. Uh, any nervousness, any butterflies when you're sitting next to Bob Golick? Can I say no because I've, I've talked to him about Saved by the Bell before. Oh, you talked to him about Saved by the Bell? Yeah, I have. That, is this one of those situations where he, he kind of, you know – placates anyone who wants to talk about it, but really says, you know what? I did a lot more in my career than that. Or is he like really excited to talk about Saved by the Bell? He's not like, uh, he's, he's not like a couple of guys that have, that have really been ugly about it. Um, Oh man, I'm, I'm just trying to decide if I should call people out or not. I mean, there's oh, been yeah. some, Go ahead, call people. no one's listening to this. Call people out. Jay Peterman. Oh, Jay Peterman on Seinfeld. Now, how can you play – see, this is what bugs me. How can you play such an iconic character on one of the great, if not greatest, uh, comedy uh, shows of our time 
and and then get mad when people come up. It's one thing to say, hey, do an impersonation all the time. Right, right, right. But just to come up and say, hey, man, I really like you. Again, we had a guy on today. Um, well, we had Ed, Edward James almost, but with Edward James almost, uh, who's obviously done everything in acting, we had Marcus Alvarez on. Marcus Alvarez played, uh, again, one of my um, uh, – uh, the actor's name is Emilio Rivera. I refuse to call him that. I'm going to call him Marcus Alvarez because he played Marcus Alvarez on Sons of Anarchy, one of my all-time top three, four shows ever. Now he's moved over to Mayans, and I kept calling him Marcus and not his real name, which is Emilio. And he you were you were you were panicking me, by the way, because I was calling him Marcus. You kept calling him Marcus, and I'm like. I'm like kicking you under the table. Like it's not his name, Ed. No, I refuse to call him by his real name. This is to me, he's Marcus Alvarez from Sons of Anarchy and from Mayans. But he played along with it. Now, why a guy like Jay Peterman can't play along with it? I just I don't get that. That's that's one of the things that kind of made you who you know the mainstream people know you from Seinfeld. Of course, uh, it's uh, John Hurley, I believe, is his real name. Well, uh, Jay Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. Uh, yeah, was like, and it was a couple years ago on Radio Row. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, let's go, let's talk to him. And he was pushing some product. I was like, yeah, let's go. And he's and right away, uh, just jumped right into Jay Peter was an iconic character. Like, what was it like? You know, whatever the question was, whatever the setup was, and he said, well, I'm actually doing other things now. Okay, okay, you yeah. weren't that big a deal. It's not like you were Costanza or Kramer or something like that. I think he was you like, in every episode. He was hosting like Family Feud or something. Come, Come on, on, Jay Peterman. Come on. Get out of here. By the way, going back to pork rinds, I tried one one time. It's it was one of the worst things I've ever had. And I'll go one step further. This, Sounds bad. This is not. This is nothing against Icky Woods because nobody tried his pork rinds. If you like pork rinds, you'll probably like them. Uh, and I, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that Larry Meir loves pork rinds. I don't know why. He seems like a pork rinds guy. But if you like them, I'm sure they're great. And I'm sure Icky Woods pork rinds are fantastic. You should try them. Um, I will say this. He brought a bag of pork rinds over to us and a couple of uh, a couple of friends of ours. And I, I heard at least 10 times. Those guys did not eat. They got here at 7 a.m. They're still here 7 p.m. at night. They have not eaten a, a, a drop of food. And nobody touched the pork rinds. Really? Yeah. Uh, you mean my bag's still there? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm sitting, I'm sitting right there. And and here, let me tell you this: it's not the only fully op- fully unopened bag that's sitting around at a table on Radio Row. <laughs> Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Poor Icky, man. Just pushing those things. How about Larry Meir? I love pork rinds. Are they rinds or grind? Rinds. I thought they were grind. Larry looks like a pork rind guy. I don't know what that means, but he just what does. That, what, does that, what does that even mean? He's an in-shape fighter guy. What does that even mean? And again, it's not. It is not. This is not a commentary on Icky Woods' product. I think it's if you well, like we pork rind, we can't really rip it because right. we didn't even have it. If you enjoy a pork rind, I'm sure that they're the top of the line, greatest of all time. I just would never eat one. How about Larry? Says your racial profiling. Wait, what? Oh, oh sure. Yeah, now he's going after you. Wait, wait. Is this is pork rinds a Cuban thing? I don't know. I have no. I will. I will. I refuse to try. Look, I didn't even know how to say the word. You're saying it's rinds. I've been saying grinds all day. I've been asking people, "Do you want some pork rinds?" They're probably like, "What are you talking about?" This is this is fascinating. I'm learning something new every day. 
I didn't know pork rinds were Cuban. I, I didn't know either. Call, call some call someone else out, man. Who else have you met that you say, all right, all right, calm down. Uh, you know, do you know who I am or some actor? Do you know any other actor actresses who tried to like distance themselves from parts they played? I'm sure they're out there. I, I'm, I'm sure I've seen it too. I just can't think of anybody specifically right now. Uh, but I feel like, I think Golik was very cool with it when I did it to him. But it's also, this is a setting where it's tough. Like, what percentage of interviews is Bob Golick going to do where they ask about Save by the Bell? I'm going to say. Oh, this, I'm going to say very low. Setting, very in this low. setting, I'm going to say 25%. Oh, you think it's that high? I, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I look, I, I didn't. I watched Saved by the Bell before the college years. I didn't watch much of the college years. What? So I, maybe, I, I didn't watch much of the college years. Was that uh, the best part of it? No, hundred percent not the best part of it, but it's still ve- it's better than the the middle school year of Good Morning Miss Bliss before they got to high school and they lived in <laughs> Indiana and then somehow all the kids went out to California <laughs> and they all went to Cal State LA. You know what's <laughs> funny about that on the on the shuttle from the hotel over to the uh, conference center today, I passed Cal State LA. I I'm, I was expecting Slater and Zach to be drinking coffee in front of the place that they haven't graduated yet. Well, I'm gl- first of all, you said they all went. They didn't. Um, so I'm glad you said Slater and Zach because they did go. Uh, Lisa and Jesse did not go. What were they doing then? Just hanging out? I don't know. They weren't part of the show. They went. must have gone to their own. Uh, Lisa went to oh. fashion school. I know that. Uh, and I think Jesse went to Stansbury, which was their it was their way of saying Stanford. Uh, uh, they, they didn't want to say Stanford on the show the for some reason. They, she went to the smart school. Yeah, she went to Stansbury. And Lisa went to uh, to New York fashion school. And everybody else went to uh, went to they went to college in LA and stayed together. What the? Uh, well, we know in you, the end what happened to the poor Screech kid. You want? That's didn't work out well. Uh, I mean, we could we could deep dive further into say by the bell if you want. I can do this all day. Why do you think it was one of your favorites? It was it was kind of a kind of a silly little show. <laughs> Settle down. Uh, first of all, it's an age thing, and I, I, that's why I said twenty five percent. I will guarantee anybody here between thirty five and forty five. Okay. Anybody that was here on Radio Row between 35 and 45 that had Bob Golick on was absolutely talking about Save by the Bell. Oh, you're pushing that envelope. Settle down. I'm right in the middle. Oh, no. I think you're I think you're pushing that envelope. I think there's five years we lost there somewhere. <laughs> no. Come on. <laughs> I'm right squarely in the middle of that. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, anything else going on before we get to some Raiders talk? I mean, the game's on Sunday. You know what? I think we both agree. I actually went over to the Fan Fest with our colleague Heidi Fang today to shoot some video, and I finally felt, hey, I'm at the Super Bowl. Fans, yeah. uh, Robert Woods. Uh, I wasn't very happy with Robert Woods, by the way. This guy almost cost me a championship in fantasy because he supposedly broke his leg. This guy looked very healthy to me as he stood there taking uh, selfies and, and – uh, Signing things for Rams fans as they it was the line for Robert Woods. I thought like who's who is Joe is uh Joe Montana here or Troy Aikman? The guy goes no no no. We're all sitting here for Robert Woods. Well, it was like three months ago. Ed, he's he's healthy now. And anyway, I I literally I literally for the first time and I don't know what you think thought. Oh, I'm at a I'm at a Super Bowl and this is the first time all week I felt. Did you get that feeling also? Well, yeah. I mean, it's picking up and and you know it's it's funny every year at Radio Row you go like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You're like, wow, nobody's here this year. This I guess it's dead. And then Thursday and Friday you're like, whoa, okay, this is you know action is picking up here. So it kind of happens that way every year, and I think that's that's the case right now where we're seeing. Um, you know, definitely the action picking up, and and you go, going to Fan Fest is where you're going to see it. I mean, at Fan Fest, everybody's there for the Super Bowl. Everybody's there uh, to just you know to have a celebration of football and and all those things. I, I think it's different where you see it's different 
is the city of LA, which, you know, having they're having a Super Bowl here, but they're still filming like 30 movies right now at the same time. Um, yeah, that's a and, good point. You don't you never know what's happening around LA. Yeah. And, and I think it'll be the same in Vegas. Uh, I think we know how to make it an event, make it big and make it special, but um, it's it's a similar uh, a similar thing in Vegas when it's there, and, and and that's that's why I think it's different in LA. Uh, that's why I think you know I, I, I just do a I'll, I'll name drop again. I talked to Janet Evans today. Um, oh, so she finally came over to the uh, table there to do an interview. I'll say this, Ed. Janet Evans, big fan of me. Come on, we got along very we got along very well. Janet Evans, the what four or five time gold medal winner, uh, sure. gold medal winner swimmer, is a fan of you. Sure. Why? Because you did some research on it. You dropped a few uh, dropped a few facts. You know, we had a very good conversation. Okay. Okay. And I, I, I went what for the. Did you have talked to Janet Evans about that? She would have been impressed. Uh, Michaela Schifrin. All right. Well, she's about to ski tonight in the Super sure. G, by the way. So no, we we had a good, great conversation. I went for the I went for the fist bump, and she's like, "Oh no, 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 we're hugging." I'm like, "Okay, Janet, settle down." Uh, she was awesome, and, and I was I was that's obviously somebody you look up to. Like again, but that's what I'm talking about on Radio Row. Like you never know who you're going to see. Uh, it's crazy. But the reason I brought her up, she's actually uh, one of the executives with the uh, the L.A. Olympic Committee for 2028. Okay. And uh, she was kind of, yeah, she was kind of pitching like the city getting ready and how it's all going. And uh, she she actually pointed out because I said, hey, it's it's six years, but it's tomorrow. Like Olympic cycles come up so quickly when you're in Olympic City. And she said, it's funny, exactly six years ago, like this week, we launched the bid. And so right now is the halfway point from launching the bid to actually having the Olympic Games, which is crazy. Uh, but I, I, I referenced that because it was kind of what she was talking about the Olympics. She's like, it's another massive event. She's like, it's going to be here and it's going to be crazy and insane and take over the city. She's like, but it'll still be L.A. and L.A. things will still be going on. So it's very similar, just like, um, you know, when, when the Olympics is in a city, I mean, it absolutely takes over a city, but this is still going to be L.A. And I think that's the same with the Super Bowl. Well, and uh, I know Steve Hill from the LBCBA uh, is in town with about 10 others. And this is a massive event. And they're here really to educate themselves on what it takes to uh, run a Super Bowl. I agree with you. And I think a lot of it has to do with and you'll you'll back me up on this. You know, Vegas does things big and they uh, does things well. They know how to. The properties, you know, specifically know how to run these events. Even Steve Hill said that. He goes, we're just the LBCBA is just going to be about transportation and security and marketing. It's the properties in town who really know how to run these events. I think the draft in April is going to kind of be an appetizer to the main event with the Super Bowl uh, in two years. But I have every every faith. Uh, and I, look, I'm not I don't have a problem with L.A. and Super Bowls. I just think because it's Vegas, the Strip, the Resort Corridor, I think it has a chance to be one of, if not the best Super Bowls ever. I really do. Now, we don't know who the teams are going to be. You know, that that means something sometimes in terms of fans. But as big as Vegas is for the Super Bowl in non-years, you know, in, in most years because they don't host compared to when they're host, I think it might be have, have a chance to be the best Super Bowl ever. And that's, you know, I'm tr- I guess I'm trying to be a homer there. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, it's tough to imagine that it's not going to be – an insane experience even compared to other places and, and i i can guarantee one of the things that the all the vegas guys that are in town and, and, and you know observing and checking out what's going on is no matter what is done here it has to be better in vegas so i mean that that's going to be you know radio roll will have to be better uh the game will have to be better the show halftime show will have to be better which good luck with that i mean this is the, oh, the most yeah. incredible lineup ever By the way, how, how excited are you for sunday I mean, I was a little not let down. It's so weird that I was in a room today with Snoop and Dre and Mary J. Blige, and I was like, 
yeah, but Kendrick and Eminem aren't here. Like, what? I'm so yeah, you spoiled. Were, you were very upset Kendrick Lamar did not show up. Well, I knew, I, I knew it would. K-Dot, K-Dot's not going to do something. Like that. M's definitely not going to do something. Remember when you said K-Dot and I said, Drake's coming? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you're, you're a little out of it. Uh, uh, by I, the way, um, our producer, I, I didn't see this. Uh, I didn't see this, Larry. Larry's going to uh, come in here and say something uh, about uh, the pork grinds. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, um, now that I got my mic working here, uh, the pork rinds are commonly known at, in the Cuban community as a chicharrone. is very common in Latin American parties. And uh, when they, you know, they, they fire a pig or something, they'll rip it off right off the pig there and just eat it fresh. So chicharrone. So, so Adam my, was profiling, by the way. My, so that, I mean, that's that's actually observant by me to, to pick up on that. But that was, that's not even what I meant. I meant, and this is, I mean, this is even a more ridiculous thing. I feel like like dudes that are muscular eat pork rinds. I I am not muscular at the moment, so that does <laughs> you not are at, at some sometimes though. Like some I feel like fashion. like dudes that like work out and dudes that are like dudes that are dudes eat pork rinds. I just feel like that's that's the case. We, we talked to a couple dudes like that today. Who was the offensive lineman? My his name's mistaking me. Uh, Pete Koch. No, not well. He was a dude. Also, that guy. Yeah, he was that a defensive was lineman. That guy was ripped. no, uh, uh, Robert. Um, oh, Robert Gallery. Yeah, he was ripped up. Yeah, he's a he's a dude. He's I guarantee Robert Gallery's pork rind. Larry Mears a dude. <laughs> he's a dude. <laughs> uh, all right. Finally, before we get out of here, uh, I know you've written all week uh, about um, Raiders assistant coaches. Josh McDaniel's staff is uh, shaping up. Um, give us a few thoughts on some guys. I know you talked about the special teams coach. Um, what are you seeing from this staff? A lot of people that he knows and has kind of been from his background, which is usually what happens with yeah. him. Yeah, and I think, I mean, most coaches, as they're working their way up the ranks and uh, they're kind of figuring things out, that's kind of what they're doing. They're making connections and they're saying, all right, hey, look, if I'm ever a head coach, or in this case, a head coach again, this is the guy I want to bring on. And, and it seems like Josh McDaniels is kind of getting his his wish list together of guys that he really wanted to bring in. And uh, as you mentioned, special teams coach Tom McMahon, a guy who's with the Colts for a long time when the Colts had a very successful special teams. Now, um, you know, his punter was, was Pat McAfee and now is a megastar. And we've seen that this week. Good Lord. And after you left, Boy, my McAfee. gosh, uh, McAfee talked the security into letting a bunch of fans in to radio row. I, I saw that. Now did he, now did he do that because he came back to do his show or he came back or would, did yeah. he just do that for the fans? I didn't, I saw the fans when I came back from shooting the video, but it's late in the day. So I'm like, they're looking at McAfee's stage, but I didn't see him. Did he just come and like talk to people? No, he came and he came and went live again. He just okay. you know, flipped on the cameras and the microphone and went live again. And he basically did like almost a karaoke jam with like some of his producers and there was fans there and they did a quick show. And then Pat McAfee's like, oh, my turn. And this isn't going to mean anything to you. But he's like, oh, my turn. And instead of singing, he brought out Wiz Khalifa to do three songs at Radio Row for like 50 fans. It was nuts. Why was in the world does that not mean anything to me? You don't know Wiz Khalifa. Is it Drake? <laughs> no, Wiz Khalifa is a person. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 50% right on when I go to Drake, when I, when I pull the Drake card. So you missed, by leaving, you missed a basically a mini Wiz Khalifa concert here on Radio Row, which was incredible. And now you're going to have to tell your kids that you missed it. My job was done for the day. I don't want to hear about it. 
fair enough. You missed out on some real entertainment. Uh, we'll keep this going uh, even in the offseason um, with the Raiders as Josh McDaniels gets his staff together. Going to see what's going to happen with David Carr. What's Dave Ziegler, the new GM, going to happen oh, with Derek oh, Carr? Hold on. You said David. Derek, I know. David I know. was David was here. Dave Carr was walking around. He and I was. Didn't he was. I was going to ask him to, uh, to unblock me on Twitter, but I decided not to. So, so Dave's there, but Derek's not. Yeah, David's here. Oh, what a shock with that around the ca- around the cameras and the uh, the microphones. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino, STN Sports, and presented by Blue Wire. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast net. Find all our coverage and more at VegasNation.com for our producer, Mr. Chicharoni. Larry Meir and my co-host Adam Hill. I'm Ed Green. We'll talk to you next week. Go get some pork rice. <laughs> Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.